And welcome to episode 3 of Game Time with Jackson Charlotte. I'm your host. Thank you. We got a lot in store today, so let's get to it. And let's start with the newest talk in Deshaun Watson. By the end of the week, they're saying there's hopefully going to be a deal shipping him to Miami, to a tug of Iloa, to the Washington football team, and a handful of picks involved. So let's just dive right into it. First and foremost, if you haven't followed, hit the follow button. It helps a lot. So let's just dive right in. And to be honest with you, when I hear about this trade, hmm, I don't really, I don't really get too excited being a Dolphins fan. Because, like, granted, Watson has had amazing number. Only 36 total interceptions and 108 uh, passing touchdowns in just three years are pretty are some pretty good numbers. Don't get me wrong. But also, you got to point in all these supposed allegations I don't really know anything about. So, I'm the last person I should be talking about these allegations he has. Because, I, to be honest, I don't even really know what they are. But one thing I do know is the Washington football team is trying to make a move for Tua Tagovailoa. I guess they just like Dolphins quarterbacks, Fitzpatrick, Tagovailoa. And this would also send Heineke to Miami as well. So at the end of the day, what's most likely to happen in this trade is Miami's first rounder this year and their two next year and their second rounder go to the Texans. While the te- while the Texans get, um, or the Washington football team gets Tua Tagovailoa, while we get Taylor Heineke and Deshaun Watson. Now I like that, but don't get me wrong. Listening to all this, and obviously that would mean for Jacoby Bursay, he's getting cut. Obviously, because there's no reason to have that much depth at the quarterback, especially when you don't really need it. So, as we saw from Tugavailoa in the London game last week, he's healed pretty decently. And I personally liked how he played. He utilizing his tight end, Mike Gesicki, who stands at 6'5", I think. And, uh, yeah, he's doing great. And he hit Jalen Waddle for, a two, for two touchdown passes. Granted, they were both inside the five-yard line. But still, it's good that he has that uh, speedster at the slot wide receiver. And then one thing that has disappointed me was Will Fuller's inactivity because I would really like to see Will Fuller play because as we saw in the Las Vegas game, he had that crucial two-point conversion catch from Jacoby Brissett to send the game into overtime. And that was a nice comeback bit in general. But also, you look at this Miami Dolphins team and you see a bunch of talent, but it's just not really put together. Like, don't get me wrong, they have Noah Iganabi, who's absolutely atrocious. Justin Coleman, who just gets them penalties they don't need. And Nick Needham, who's really... You really don't hear much from. So, that basically means their two basic captains of the defense, Byron Jones and Xavier Howard, mixed in with Jerome Baker, who did play decent, but I think he could have played a lot better last Sunday. So there's that, and then there's also the talk of who's the safety right now because they got Jason McCourty, but he's itching towards retirement. He's old. No one really wanted him, so Miami just picked him up. Also, we got Javon Holland and Eric Rowe. I still think we should have dropped Eric Rowe and kept, um, what's his name, uh, 
he's on the uh, football team now. Um, I forget his name. Hopefully I'll remember. Oh, Bobby McCain. I still think we should have dropped Eric Rowe instead of Bobby McCain. But what do I know? Also, it was a mistake dropping Benardrick McKinley. But I heard he was toxic during practice. That's what the Dolphins released. So I guess you got to do what you got to do. But also in that Dolphins locker room, there's a crisis right now. Because you're not winning any football games. So who's going to want to play if you're not winning? You're 1-5. Your one win was really, like I said, that defensive captain's. Xavier Howard with the strip on Damian Harris at the 20-yard line because he doesn't get that strip. New England's kicking a field goal for the game. And I like to, I like to, ugh, I like Tugavailoa, but I, believe me, he's not leading him downfield with 30 seconds because as it was, they would have had to burn their timeouts. And if you think about it, if it's not for Xavier Howard making that play, they're 0-6 right now. Not a good look. So... That's rough. Then Tugavailoa going down in week two. You can't help but think about some of these other games, how it would have went out if they did have Tugavailoa. Because if you think about it, through two games this season, yes, he has the one interception and three touchdown passes. Actually, all three are to Jalen Waddell. So, and he has the touchdown run as well. So he's not having a terrible season. He's right around the... 550-yard mark passing, which for two games isn't as bad as people are making it sound. But still, I guess um, Dolphins owner Chris Greer, I believe, has been very vocal about Watson. Flores wants to keep Tugavailoa, but also it was released that Flores wanted Justin Herbert in the draft, which clearly would have been the better option to go with over Tugavailoa. Even Joe Burrow well, you look, another thing is the Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase connection, but we'll get to that after. But as we go on, um, I don't know, I feel like I stayed on the Dolphins too long, but let's be honest, I could talk about the Dolphins all day. But uh, let's go on. Let's talk about Sunday Night Football last week, Seattle. And um, DK Metcalf also, he uh, tweeted a little bit about how he felt about um I believe it was Shannon Sharp. And, yes, that was a very stupid play. You, sh- you should have stepped out of bounds, DK. You almost lost your team the game. Like, granted, I know you don't care what some 18-year-old podcast has to say that maybe gets 50 views. I, I really know you don't care, but you should know that you're not, you're not going to make that play. Like, there's no, he should have known you're not scoring on this play. And the possibility of staying in bounds. So, and either way, they're kicking it on the left hash. So, you can't argue and say, oh, we wanted to get him on the other hash or the center of the field because he's by the sideline. So, yeah, there's that. Also, another thing is, if we go back to last week, I recall me saying Derrick Henry was going to rush for over 100 yards. Uh, I do take credit. I'm being correct because it's Derrick Henry. Guy's an animal. But... Once again, as I mentioned about the Arizona defense, they held him to under 40 yards in week one without a touchdown. Absolutely insane. They're the one team that has slowed him down this year. And it's interesting because this weekend against the Chiefs, you'd love to see how he did because it's really an on-and-off relationship with these two teams because Derrick Henry, let's go back to that 
uh, playoff run they had in 2018-2019, how he led them to the AFC Championship game, because Tannehill, let's be real, wasn't doing jack shit. He had a few good tosses to Corey Davis and uh, a rookie A.J. Brown at that point, but we'll get back to that later. Anyways, as we go on, we're talking about this week's headlines. Patrick Mahomes facing that Tennessee defense, that defense led by Kevin Byard and uh, first-round quarterback out of Virginia Tech, Caleb Farley, who hasn't really shown much this year, but he's getting used to it. And then uh, we talk about how Travis Kelsey's been doing lately, Tyreek Hill leading the league with reception yards. What else is new? Guy's an animal. But we'll keep going towards that, and yeah, that should be a good game. Uh, Another game, we got the Monday night game, Seattle. Uh, They're probably going to lose, though. Because without Russell Wilson, they're playing absolutely atrocious. It's just not good. And you think about the other players on that team. Um, Tyler Lockett, most underrated wide receiver in the NFL. No question. Uh, guy's an absolute stud. Putting up 100-yard games with Russell Wilson. They just have that deep ball connection. Like Russell Wilson can drop back and toss it 60 yards, and he's always right there to make the catch. It's just insane. And then DK Metcalf, that big vertical 6'2", t- 6-2 target that he can find in the back of the end zone, whatever. And then another thing you look at, the 2018 Thursday Night Football, Rams versus the uh, Seahawks. Everyone thinks Russell Wilson's throwing the ball 30 yards out of bounds. Back of the end zone, he's got Tyler Lockett making the catch of the year. Unbelievable play. And if you think about it as it goes on, there's a lot of good things from the Seattle team. But as time goes on, we figure out uh, what's going on with this NFL season. And, yeah, we'll just get back to it. So another game I want to look at is the, um, I believe, the last night's game, the Broncos and the Browns. Uh, you look at this Browns team and all the depth they have. Uh, pretty good team, especially without their three big ballers and with Odell getting injured again. But also you just look at the mile-high mishap these last three games because they have not been playing good. Uh, Yeah, and that's just not good. And then I believe this is going to be a breakout week for one rookie quarterback, not just because they're playing the Jets again, but I think Mac Jones is going to have a great week think he's going to throw for some touchdown passes. think you guys should be ready for the hurt it here first, the Mac attack. And yeah, and then still my MVP prediction, Derrick Henry or Kyler Murray. And comeback player of the year, Dak Prescott. And coach of the year, John Harbaugh. And uh, yeah, that's going to conclude today's episode. I hope you guys like, comment, do whatever, share with your friends. And uh, I will see you guys back here next week for game time with Jackson Charlin. Thank you very much. Have a great day.